my awesome husband is standing next to me. And, come here, sorry. <laughs> um, so, but as we're worshiping, he, he did this to me. And I got tucked in right here. And right here. And as we were here, I just heard God whisper, this is the position he wants us to be in with him. This man, he loves me so well. And he is an earthly man, right? And he loves me so big. And I can feel his love, right? And when I position myself right here in his arms, I'm protected. I'm covered, right? And it is so easy for him to whisper in my ear. Can't guarantee you what he's going to whisper. But it's right here. He can talk to me. He can whisper. He can embrace me. He can love me. He can protect me. Right? So today... Thank you, honey. (laughs) So today, I am just praying in Jesus' name that we position ourselves where we need to be. It says that he's going to cover us with his wings, right? Like it's when it's a hot, hot day. Like I just think about that second song that we're planted and we're going to grow, right? How many of you guys, like in the last stretch of heat, had like flowers just shrivel up because it was so hot that they shriveled up and died, right? But if we're under God's covering, if we're positioned where we're supposed to be, he covers us. He gives us what we need when we need it. If God is covering us, if he's covering us over here and we're over here outside, if we position ourselves outside of his covering, if we're running or we're hiding or we're lost or not running to him, we're out of our covering. So today in Jesus' name, I just want to pray that we step into position with God. God, I just pray that we step in under your covering, Heavenly Father. That we stand under your covering and we feel your warmth, Jesus. We feel your love, Heavenly Father, that it's so close close to us. God, we stand under your covering so that we can hear your whispers to us. That we can hear, hear your spirit talking to us. God, we step under your covering so that we are there for your protection. That you are there to protect us, God. We just thank you for that, Heavenly Father. We thank you so much for your protection and your covering, Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Kayleen Olson, and um, I have been going to this church for about 10 years, and it's been amazing. My, um, my, our family's life has been changed here. I really do. God planted us here, and um, we've gone through so many journeys We've gone through so many different transitions in our lives and battles and learning who we are in Christ. And and I don't know what we would do without our church family. So just thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for just being the beautiful family that you guys are. Um, I also want to say thank you to Pastor Darren and Lynette for trusting me to be up here. They are off this weekend. Um, but... I just, like, I just love them so much. (laughs) I don't know what to say. They are, they're just good shepherds, right? Um, so yeah. So I also want to say good morning and welcome to our online community and our Kingdom Ranch family. So good morning and thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Okay, are you guys ready? I know. I think I'm ready too. 
All right. So I feel like we need to declare this real quick this morning. And um, I'm a teacher. So if this feels a little bit like elementary school, I kind of apologize. <laughs> but I'm not sure how to do it without that. So anyways, I will tell you this, though. Like, we have lots of fun in first grade. I teach first grade. And this is my third year. We've gone two weeks in school so far, and I have the cutest first, first graders this year. They are so adorable. But you guys look pretty good today, too. <laughs> um, also, like, I'm, you know, if you are picking your nose, like, first time, I may just be like, mm-mm. Second time, I'm going to be like, Josh, cut it out. <laughs> so I'll just call you out. No, just joking. <laughs> All right. So I feel like we need to declare this. So say... God is mighty. God is mighty. I, am I am his. I've been called. I've been One more time. God is mighty. God is mighty. I, am I am his. I've been called. I've been <clears throat> okay. So we need to establish something real quick. So do you guys believe that we were created in God's image? Yes. Yep. So we're going to look at Genesis 1. 1, please. And so it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that word God there, in the Hebrew, that word is Elohim or Elohim, right? It is a plural Hebrew word, okay? It means supreme God. So it's plural, meaning that it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, okay? So Right in the beginning, we see that there was the Trinity, that there was all the God, not all the, there was God, but in all of his plural forms. Does that make sense? Okay. So then let's go to Genesis 1.26, please. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. All right, so a couple things to catch there. It says, let us, right? So that's God talking, but he's talking about his plural forms, right? Let us make man in our, right? Another plural Image according to our likeness. Okay? So I feel like that just shows us right there that we were made in God's image. We just established that God is a three-part being, right? We were created in his image, and God created us as a three-part being as well. Right? So we are body, spirit, and soul. So soul can be defined in many different ways, right? When you read through the Bible, like you kind of, like it's used, used in a few different ways. But today we're going to define soul as your mind, your will, and your emotions, right? So pretty much what we feel like takes place up here. Your mind, your will, and emotions. It's where you think, it's where you feel, and it's where you decide. It's also where you believe, right? It's a place of volition, right? Volition means the act of the act of making a choice or decision. And it's also where we exercise this gift of free will that God gave us, right? It's our mind, will, and emotions. But so our soul is where we exercise the gift of free will, right? God did not create us as robots. He created us with a choice, Right? He created us with a will. It is our choice whether we choose to believe in Jesus or not. Right? It's our choice if we like liverwurst or not. I question those that do. Um, and so, and I say our beliefs come from there too because a belief is a decision that you make, right? Okay, so we just defined soul. I'm kind of going to jump ahead and we're going to go to beliefs. So, Totally, teacher, right? We're just, we're getting our vocabulary out of the word, okay? So, our beliefs are formed in our souls, 
Okay, or our souls, sorry. We choose what we are going to believe, right? In my house, we have some strong beliefs in a lot of things. <laughs> but one of the things between us is what ice cream flavor is better, chocolate or vanilla? Okay, <laughs> if Rory was here, she's a very strong vanilla person like her mama, right? So that is, we decide. How did we decide that I like vanilla more? Well, I experienced it, right? I tasted it. Then I tasted chocolate. And I'm not saying that chocolate's bad. But as far as ice cream goes, I just like, I like vanilla. <laughs> strong beliefs, right? Okay, so those are, beliefs are formed in our soul. Um, Beliefs can be formed by our attitudes, our decisions, agreements, right? If we choose to agree with something or someone, our vows, our judgments, our oaths, expectations, experiences, and the influence of people around us can also influence our beliefs, okay? So, in the Greek, the verb, so as a verb, belief, like an action, right, is pleirophero, something like that. And it means to fill one's thoughts, or to fill one with any thought, conviction, or inclination. To make certain. So, if you have a belief, you are certain. Charlie is certain that chocolate ice cream is better than vanilla. Okay, um, our beliefs, sometimes we want to persuade, right? A lot of times we want to persuade people to our beliefs, right? You can mix anything with vanilla ice cream and it tastes good. <laughs> I'm getting some. All right. Um, and then this one is to render inclined or bent to. Right? Like, my belief in Jesus is steadfast. Like, I believe in him so much that I'm inclined to bring everything to him. I'm willing to bend to it. I bend my knees and worship him, right? Okay? Beliefs affect all our perceptions, decisions, and actions. So I don't know if you guys can think of it or think of an example of a perception, right? I'm going to look at something differently because I believe in Jesus than somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus, right? Because I believe in Jesus and I know that he is a healer, I can look at a hopeless situation or diagnosis and I can believe that there is hope for healing for that person. Does that, yeah? Okay, if somebody does not have that belief in Jesus, there may be a cancer diagnosis, diagnosis, and they believe it's fatal, right? So our beliefs affect our perceptions and decisions and actions. All right, a couple more. I'm sorry. We're going to have a test on this afterwards. All right. Okay, the next one. Uh-oh. The next one, okay? And probably there may be a few of you guys in here that I may have asked or slightly attacked because God put this question on my heart about what is the heart? What is the heart? When the Bible talks about the heart, what is God talking about? I didn't know either. So... You know, I started digging into it, and I asked, and poor Josh is like, I'm asking him all these questions. He's like, is there a right answer? And I'm like, I don't know. But, so this is the conclusion I came to for today, that um, it's the center of all physical and spiritual life. Okay, the Greek word for it is cardia. Okay, probably where cardiac and cardia, all this stuff with the heart comes from, right? But cardia. And if you think about how our heart functions, everything, all the blood goes through the heart and goes out everywhere else. To the lungs, to the brain, to your toes, to your ears, right? Somehow there's amazing things that happen and things get swapped around in there and it goes out and it's exactly what your body needs. 
right? It's the center of our life. It's the center of our being. And the same thing with the spiritual. Our heart is the center. It's the center of us. Okay, last one. Okay, so the last one is stronghold. Strongholds live in your soul. Okay, so they're, they're in your mind. All right. Um, a stronghold is where an ungodly lie becomes a belief, logic, or reality. Okay, so a stronghold is a lie that becomes a belief. It becomes logic sometimes, or it can become a reality. Pretty powerful. Okay, we pick up a lie or a stronghold. So we can pick up a lie or we can hear something. And um, it's almost like the enemy just puts his nasty, grimy finger on it and just starts digging it in. Right? And it just almost festers and it becomes part of our mind. Um, we can pick up strongholds again. They're often created by our experiences, our hurts, our traumas, and the words that people say. I know for sure that I've had a stronghold of, from people that meant well, and they weren't saying anything, anything harmful or bad, but the way that I picked it up, I picked it up as a lie, and the enemy got his finger in there, and it caused me lots of trouble. Okay. But the most important thing to remember about strongholds is that all strongholds, every single one of them, can be broken by the name of Jesus. There is no stronghold, there is no lie that will ever be above the name of Jesus. They all have to break in the name of Jesus. Okay. All right. Okay, that's the end of the vocabulary lesson. So real quick, declare with me. God is mighty. God is mighty. I am his. I am his. I've been called. All right. Okay, so I'm, like I said, we've walked through many chapters with this church and through this time. I am going to share just a snapshot of one of my testimonies. And if this testimony speaks to you, and if this is something you are fighting through, I would be more than happy to talk with you and share my whole testimony. But just for today, I feel like God's just kind of highlighted a few areas for me to share. All right. So long, long ago, before Wes and my family and everything like that, um, I was in a relationship with another man and this relationship was very abusive and it was abusive in all senses of the words. Okay. In all forms. Um, I knew, I'm not exactly sure how I got into this relationship to tell you the truth. I almost feel like I kind of fell into it. But I knew instantly that I needed to get out of it. Right? I knew it wasn't good. And at this time, I wasn't really following God. I was in college. I, my grandma passed away when I was in high school. And <clears throat> I had a really hard time with that God didn't heal her. And it kind of probably had a stronghold there, right? I don't know. I'm sure I see lots of nodding heads, so I'm sure there's people in here that have experienced that, right? That are in our soul and our grief that we get things turned around, that God isn't good because he didn't heal somebody. And that is so not true. That is not true. But anyways, so I kind of feel because of that, I had distanced myself from God. Like, yes, I acknowledged that there was a God, but I wasn't sure that he was good so he could just stay over here, right? It was more of a fear thing for me. Um, so I wasn't walking with him, and I wasn't doing the things that I should be doing or spending time with him or, or anything like that. Um, and then I kind of fell into this relationship, and like I said, I knew I needed out, right? And so I tried several times to get out, but I just kind of got drugged back. And um, I never did ask for help because I was believing lies and I had strongholds. And some of these were, and I'm just going to speak them out because maybe these are lies that somebody else is believing, so I do want to speak them out. 
So I didn't ask for, how, ask for help or ask to get out because I thought, I got myself into this mess. I need to get myself out. Or it's just my imagination. This is what every physical intimate relationship is like. I'm over-exaggerating what I'm feeling. It's not that bad. Um, <laughs> this one's a kicker, guys. Intimacy before marriage is a sin. So I can't leave this man. If I stay and marry him, God will. it'll be easier for God to forgive my sin. Um, that one, <laughs> that one's a doozy, right? I also, like I said, I also overheard some people who I knew loved me. And this was right before I was graduating and going off to college. And I overheard this conversation that they were worried for me to go off to college because they felt that I was too kind and trusting and naive and that somebody would take advantage of me. That's what happened, right? But <laughs> my pride would not let me admit or ask for help that that's what happened. My pride got me into a lot of trouble. Um, so like I said, just SparkNotes version of this, so we're not going to talk about the nitty-gritties of this or anything like that, but I feel like God's highlighted one moment from this chapter of my life that I want to share with you. And I'm just going to warn you, I'm not sure I can do this without crying. <laughs> but... It's not that I'm crying for me, because as you can see, I'm here, and I know God loves me, and things are good. So if anything, I'm crying for the old creation, because I am now a new creation. But I think, but I think what, what makes it hurt so bad is to know that I was not alone here. I know that the lies that I'm going to share with you are the thoughts that were going through my head. I am not the only person to have these. And there may be people in here that have them or that, and just all around the world that have these thoughts. And it breaks my heart. <clears throat> Hang on one second. <clears throat> okay. So in this particular moment, I'm not exactly sure what led up to it. Um, the guy that I was with, he was mad and probably intoxicated about something. Or not about something. He was intoxicated with something. <laughs> but at this moment, and it wasn't the first moment, but at this moment, I felt like my life was about to end. I felt like he intended to end my life at this moment. And I remember <clears throat> at this moment... When I thought I was about to take my last breath, right? And I remember not having any feelings. I had no feelings, right? And I wasn't panicking. I wasn't scared. I wasn't frightened. I wasn't fighting to save my life. I had none of those feelings, which you think would be normal feelings in that type of moment, but on the other hand, I wasn't glad. I wasn't um, thankful that things were going to be ending either. I had no feelings besides just empty, right? And remember, our feelings come from our soul, okay? But what I do remember in this moment is I remember the thoughts that went through my mind. <clears throat> and I remember the thoughts... That went through my mind in this moment. I remember thinking, it doesn't matter if I die. I remember thinking, I have been so used and abused. I'm worthless now. I am worthless now. No one will want someone this broken. I have no reason or purpose to be on this earth. I can't give or be good to anyone. 
Those were the thoughts that went through my mind. It doesn't matter if I'm here. No one would ever want me. I'm so broken. I'm so broken. How could I ever be put back together? I have no reason to be here. I have no purpose to be here. So I might as well not be here. Those were the thoughts that went through my mind. And I remember, I remember after that moment, later on in the evening, lying in bed, and I feel like, remember I wasn't with God, but looking back, it must have been Holy Spirit. Because he brought those thoughts to my mind. And it's not that I didn't believe those thoughts still. I did believe them, right? They were in my soul, and I had chosen to believe them. Right? They were strongholds. They were lies from the enemies that became strongholds in my mind. But that night, I felt Holy Spirit bring those thoughts back to me. And I don't think I knew that it was Holy Spirit at the time. But they just started to burn. Right? They just kind of started to burn and ache. Like, how many of you guys have got a sliver? I had one this week right here. Right? And it was in here, and it just kind of burnt. And then it starts to fester, right? Well, as time went on, those thoughts started to burn and they started to fester. And I didn't like them. Not that I didn't believe them. I just didn't like them. So long story short, I got out of that relationship. And looking back, I can see that God aligned so many things. He put me in the right places. He put me with the right people. He was so incredibly faithful. Probably a year down the road, I started talking with Wes just over the phone. And we kind of started building this relationship. And thank goodness it was over the phone. Because even though I was out of this relationship, I was still a hot mess. Right? I um, was suffering from nightmares. I had panic attacks. Um, Later I found out that you could pretty much call it all PTSD, right? It was kind of all of that, that I was fighting and I was battling. Again, I didn't ask for help. I didn't go for help. It was just kind of a mess. And I was convinced that I was going to end up the crazy cat lady all alone. No offense to anybody that's has cats and lives alone, but I don't really like them. It scares me. Um, but I mean, so yes, I got out of the relationship, but I was still battling. I still had these strongholds in my mind, right? I still didn't think I was enough. My confidence, when I graduated high school and went out into the world, I was confident. I believed that I could do things. I believed that I was here for a purpose, right? I was ready. My parents had prepared me. I was ready to go. After that, uh uh-uh. I was not. I was so unconfident. I'd rode horses all my life and had success. (laughs) I didn't even think I knew how to do that anymore. Right? In every way, I wasn't confident. I used to be confident in my physical appearance. After that, not at all. Not at all. I had been torn down in so many ways. But, um, so anyways, Wes and I started talking, jumping back in, spark notes version, Kayleen, spark notes. Okay. And, um, Wes and I started talking over the phone and it was pretty good. And then all of a sudden I get a text message. Hey, I'm going to come visit you. And he'd lived in Alaska, right? And I had been okay with the whole phone conversation. It was good. But then he says, I'm going to come visit you. And he's in Alaska and I'm in South Dakota. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like people say that, you know. And I'm like, okay. And sure enough, he's like, I booked a ticket. I fly in October 19th. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So sure enough, he flies in, right? And I cannot tell you how nervous I was. I knew this man from the phone, and we'd met previously, but moved and separated for about five years, right? 
And um, I knew he was safe on the phone. But now, but now I was letting another man into my life, right? And it was scary. And it was hard. And it took everything I had to go and pick him up from the airport. Two hours late. <laughs> but I went and picked him up. You know, and then we kind of started talking and dating and all that kind of stuff. And it, was, it brought up a lot of other things. Like I had to battle through a lot of things. But what God started to show me through my, through my now husband was his unconditional love. I knew that Wes loved me. I knew it. I could feel it. But I was still broken. I was still very broken. So the lies that I was believing that nobody could love somebody that was as broken as I was, God was starting to say, hey, that's not true. Look at this man. He loves you. And he's a man. But I'm God, and I love you so much more. You know? And so it just kind of started doing that. Anyways, we ended up getting married and got married, and that opened up a whole nother basket of worms, right? You get married and, like, physical intimacies enter in. I couldn't do it. It was um, it was awful. I'll just be honest with you. And this man was so patient and so kind and so loving and he probably deserves a special ribbon in heaven for putting up with me through all this. Right? Um, one day, I was still going to college at the time. One day, he picks me up and he goes, I have a surprise for you. And Wes is really good at surprises, so I was very excited. And he drives me to a church that we had just kind of started going to. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing here? And he goes, well, I made you an appointment with the pastor's wife, who is a counselor. Because we need to work through this. I hadn't talked to anybody but him. I was mad. I was so mad. And he goes, Kayleen, we need to do this. And before this, I had begged him to leave me. I had begged him so many times and told him so many times that he deserved somebody that was better than me. He deserved somebody that could be a real wife to him. Right? And so anyways, we're sitting there in the parking lot, and he goes, you have two choices. He goes, you can either get out and go talk to her, or you can get out and sit on the curb till I pick you up in an hour. <laughs> I was so mad at him, I got out of the car. <laughs> right? But so I got out of the car. And I did sit on the curb for a while. Not sit. I paced. I was mad. Right? Um, but then I went in. I did not get my full hour. But I went in, and um, the sweet lady, the pastor's wife, she helped me by telling me what I was feeling, what I experienced. It was real. It was not just my imagination's. It was not just, um, it was not just worse than I thought it was. And it wasn't me. All the things, the PTSD that was happening that I thought I was crazy for feeling. She said, you're not crazy. It's okay. Right? Cause I thought I was crazy and I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I know. <laughs> and so, so she helped me pull out the lies. She helped me see the truth, right? And she said, these are your triggers. These are the things that, are, that make you panic. And she's like, these are the truths that we need to speak to them. When you feel like you are not safe, you need to know that your Father God protects you. When you feel like you are not loved, you need to know that Jesus died for you. He loved you so much that he died for you. Right? And so I just started, that helped me because I was able to start battling. 
I was able to start battling for my soul. I was able to start battling for my mind, will, and emotions. Sometimes I'd wake up and I'd have a nightmare, and the emotions would be so much, I'd just run out of the house and run and run and run until my lungs burst and I couldn't breathe. And I would just fall down, and I'd cry, and I'd sob, and when I was done, I'd stand up, and I wouldn't know where I was. Right? My emotions were running my life. My mind, the strongholds that were in it, were running my life. Okay, so that's my testimony. (laughs) But I want you to know where we're going. So as I was preparing for this and just really asking God and digging in, I'm like, God, show me. Like, what is it with this heart? Because like I said, the heart, what it was, what it represented, I had so many questions about the heart. Right? It says in, like, David was a man after God's own heart. Like, how do we do that? How do we be that? What is that? How do you do that if you don't know what the heart is? That's where I was. And so as I started talking to God, He started showing me that the heart is the center of the man, right? But He told me, the soul feeds the heart. The soul feeds the heart, and everything flows from the heart. Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart. It says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart. Right? That word guard, that's an action. Right? That means we gotta do something. Do you guys agree? If you are put on guard guard duty and you fall asleep and something gets broken into, you're in trouble. Right? You have to do something if you are to guard. It's an action. So, so guard your heart. There it is. Thank you. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. All that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, the center of you. For from there flows the wellspring of life. Right? How many of you, like, this just makes me think, like, flows, flowing out, flows the wellspring of life. And how many of you guys have, like, heard about, like, water getting poisoned or going bad? Yeah. Okay? So God gave me, God gave me this picture, and sorry, give me just a second. Could I have the marbles, honey? I lost my marbles. Um, (laughs) Thank goodness. That's why. He's awesome. Okay. I'm just going to take this for a second. Like I said, elementary teacher, sorry. Okay, all right. So picture this, if you guys can see it. Picture this as your center, okay? This is the center of us. This is our heart, okay? This is the wellspring of our life, okay? And so God told me, The soul feeds the heart, right? So what you put into your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions, what you are putting in is flowing to your heart. It feeds it. So if I put in love, stay. I'm putting in love, right? Okay. If I put in hope, right? If I have hope in my life. Can go on there too. Okay, I'm putting that into my heart. Mm. What about if I put in peace? Right? I'm going to put in some peace into my heart. Okay, so our verse says that all things flow from the heart. Okay? So what God showed me is that as we deposit things into our heart, things are going to start to flow. And they come out. 
<laughs> there we go. Right? So they flow out. And if you're thinking, well, I don't spin. Right? That's a centrifugal force. I'm not spinning. But did you guys know that being at the latitude of 40, 40 degrees latitude, we're just a little bit above that right now, sitting here, that we are right now spinning at almost 795 miles per hour. So, we are spinning, and things are flowing out of us. When I was little, and my, I know my dad remembers that, this, when I was little, well, not that little, I was probably, what, 12 or 13, we lived in northern Minnesota, and the winters get really, really cold. Very cold, right? And we had, like, a pond kind of beside, behind our house that had iced over, and we were playing with the four-wheelers, and I was, remember, I was riding behind somebody, and it's cold, right? So I'm dressed like the Michelin man. Like, warm hat, the muck, like the big leather gloves with gloves underneath that, snow boots, snow pants, whole thing. And then the person in, sitting in front of me was also dressed like the Michelin man. So we're on this pond, and we're doing donuts, right? We are spinning, and I'm holding on to my Michelin man, right? And I'm holding on, and we are... I don't know how fast we were going, but we were going fast. Like that ice, you can really book it, right? And I'm holding on and holding on and holding on and holding on. And all of a sudden, I feel my hands like start to slip, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, and start to slip. And I was slipping in like, I don't know, you call them G-forces? I don't know. Centrifugal forces was pulling me off, right? And it was so much so that I couldn't even like scream or <laughs> say anything. And all of a sudden, I rip loose and I go flying, right? But as I went flying, things started flying off of me as well. I lost my gloves when flying. I lost my boots. They went flying. I lost my hat. It went flying, and I landed on the ice like that, right? I still have a, like, I can still remember how bad it hurt my heel when it hit the ground, right? And I don't know, God brought that to my memory when I was thinking about all things flow from the heart. So we're spinning and we're flowing, right? Not just peace and love flow from the heart, right? So what if one day, God showed me this too, what if one morning I decide... The, the flyer did say to bring your safety glasses, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, but what if one morning I wake up, right, and I'm just cranky? Or what if somebody, you know, just decides, just hurts me and I decide not to forgive, right? That is what's going to flow out of me in the morning, Okay. <laughs> I wake up and I hit West with a whole bunch of unforgiveness. Right? How many of you guys have been that person in the grocery store or something that's gotten hit by unforgiveness? It hurts, right? What if in the morning or whenever, or what if I'm feeding my soul with this thought that I'm not worthy? What if every day I'm not worthy? God or not even God, but I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough for this job, kind of like Alex, what Alex was saying, right? I'm not worthy. What are you going to hit people with in the morning? I don't deserve to be respected. I'm not enough. You don't need to care about me, right? So these are just a couple things that God, I feel like I needed to show you. Do we see that concept? Of what we put in, what we feed our soul, what our soul, our thoughts, our minds, our emotions, what we are feeding our soul is coming out through the heart, right? The heart is the wellspring of our emotions. Okay. I love, um, and I'm sorry, I didn't know I was going to share this verse. But I love what First Peter 1.13 says. It says, gird up, gird up the, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. 
So I thought this was kind of interesting. Oh, look at you. You're so good. Okay, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So when I was looking at this verse, the first thing that I thought is, wow, gird is an interesting word. And it's kind of fun to say, gird. But I'm like, what does it mean? So I went and looked what it means. Gird means to encircle, to belt, right? So you think of putting like a belt of armor or something like that, or even a tool belt. If you're going to do something, you need to be prepared for what you're going to do. But it also means prepare oneself for a challenge or something difficult. How many of you guys have been through a challenge or something difficult? Yeah. Peter who wrote this, he had been through a challenge or something difficult, right? And he's saying, gird up your minds, prepare your minds. Again, take action, right? Take action. In the Passion Translation, it says, so prepare your hearts and minds. There's that soul and heart connection. Prepare your hearts and minds for action. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. I think, how many of you guys have struggled with your mind? Keeping your thoughts where it's supposed to be. Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, it's an action, right? We need to gird. We need to renew our mind. 2 Corinthians 4.10.4-6, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Okay, hang on, pause. Let's do it again. God is mighty. I am his. I've been called. Right? So for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnal means that it's not flesh. It's not made from man. It's nothing that that we can create. But mighty in God. We serve a mighty God, right? So our weapons that we battle are from the mighty God. For pulling down strongholds, right? Strongholds are in our minds. Casting down arguments, you argue with your mind, right? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to be to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. All right, so that part where it says captive. Again, we're supposed to guard our guard our hearts. That's an action, right? Okay, to take captive, that's also an action. That is something that you are going and doing. You are going and you are physically taking your thoughts captive. But here was another thought that I had, is that we, when we were created, we were supposed to have dominion, right? I believe that we have dominion or we are supposed to have dominion and steward our minds. When we do that, we need to take authority. People who take captives or tell someone to go take captives have authority. So we have the authority to be stewards and have dominion over our mind. Our thoughts do not just have to race and be crazy. Right? And we need to. We need to be captive or to have authority over our mind. And here's why. Raise your hand if you got a testimony in here. I have a testimony. I just shared part of it. Do you guys have a testimony of God being faithful in your life? Okay. Um, in several, probably, right? How many of you guys have had to battle through that testimony? That there were pains and hurts after, like mine? 
Okay? And I had to battle to have that strong mind. I very often said Second Timothy, I do not have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Often said that to myself. So we have to have a sound mind. Because there are people in this world, probably in our church, that are hurt that are broken, that are torn down, that are going through things. They are probably going through the exact same things, maybe not the exact same things, but similar situations that you have gone through. Right? And since we have already done the work, or we are doing the work, if you are doing the work, you are amazing. I am so proud of you. If you've done the work... You are so strong. But we have already gone through the work to get our minds straight, right? To have a sound mind, to have a self-healthy soul. And now, this is what should be happening with our testimonies and with our stories. We should, they should be coming out of our heart. They should be moving out of us, right? So my heart today, what I feel like God's heart today, is that we have to get our souls right. We have to get our souls strong. We have to battle. We have to guard. We have to take captives. Because there are hearts out there that need what we have. There are hearts out there that need what Jesus has done for you. I thought about this the other day, just real quick. We've all gone through battles, right? And then James says, count it or you will have trials and tribulations, but count it all joy. And I've always kind of snickered at that last part, right? But God changed my thought. He changed my belief the other day. And he's like, maybe it's a blessing that you're going through this. Maybe it's a blessing that this is happening for you. Because the enemy wants that territory. The enemy is trying to creep in in the territory of your health, and the territory of your finances, and the territory of your relationships, um, the territory of your heart, right? But when we believe in Jesus, Jesus Christ died for things, for everything, and that made us victors, right? Right? We're victors in Christ, right? So we go in to our battles, into our tribulations, into our trials as a victor. And I believe this count on all joy part, and I kind of like snicker now because I think it's awesome. As we step into our trials and our tribulations, into our hurts, and we battle, we guard our hearts, we take our thoughts captive, we fight, right? When we take this battle and we win this battle, guess what? We just gained more territory for the kingdom of God. Right? We just had victory. But then what we should do is we should go seek and find or ask God to lay somebody in our heart who just went, who's going through that battle. Right? You take your victory and you stand with them. You help them battle. You help them get their soul right. You help them get their heart aligned with God. And then you take more territory. Now you guys split. You find somebody else. And you take more territory and more territory. Right? I think it's so funny. The devil thinks he's so smart giving us trials and tribulations. But in all honesty, he's not that smart. Because we're just going to keep taking more and more territory from him. Amen? Because guess what? Our God is mighty. Right? Our God is mighty. I am his. I know who I am. I am a daughter of the Most High God. I am a daughter of the Most High Son. Right? Right? I am a victor. Right? I am a daughter of the Creator. I'm a daughter of the Healer. I'm a daughter of the King. 
right? So we can keep taking territory, but we have to have our souls right. And when our souls become right, we align with God and we flow. Our wellspring flows over and it flows out. Um, sorry, I just thought of something and then I'm wrapping up. Okay, so in Matthew 16, 17 through 19, here's something that I've decided I believe. Jesus is talking to Peter. And he told Peter that you are the rock that I'll build my church on, right? You are to share the gospel. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So I'd like us to make a declaration real quick today. I know we've, we've made the same one over and over, but will you guys stand with me? Okay. And I want you guys to speak this out loud. And I want you guys to put your name in here. So Jesus told, Jesus told. Say your name. Okay. You are to build my church. You are to be my wellspring. You are to share the gospel. And the good news. Hey, here comes the cool, cool part. You don't have to say it, but believe it, right? Make a decision right now. Make a decision in your soul to believe this. You are to build this church. You don't have to say it. <laughs> you are to build this church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. They will not conquer you. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So in Jesus' name, I just thank you so much for today, Heavenly Father. God, I just thank you so much that you are with us. That when we have accepted Jesus, that you have given us the mind of Christ. That you are in us, so we have the mind of Christ, God. God, I just thank you for the actions that are going to take place, Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you for the guards that are going to be guarding the hearts. I thank you for the, for the stewards that are going to have dominion over their souls, Heavenly Father. That there will be thoughts and lies of the enemy that will be no longer because people are going to start taking them captive today. In Jesus' name, I just declare and I bind any lies or strongholds today. I just break them off in your name, Heavenly Father. Just break them off in your name, God. I just pray right now that you start highlighting, Heavenly Father, any lies or strongholds that are in people. God, just highlight them so they know what they are. And in Jesus' name, we bind them and we break them off. God, I just pray for hearts. And Heavenly Father, I pray that our soul, when we get our souls and our mind right, that, that, that our hearts become aligned with you, Heavenly Father. And when our hearts become aligned with you, we can overflow, God, and we can change, right? We can bring hope to other people. We just thank you so much, God, for everything. We thank you so much, God. If there's anybody in here today that knows that they have not made a decision to choose Jesus as their Savior. If they not, they've, you've not made that conscious choice and put it as a belief in your heart, if you just want to raise your hand right now, that would be great. If there's anybody in here that wants to renew that decision, you feel like, my mind has not been right, my thoughts have not been right, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, God. God, we just declare today is a day of realignment, Heavenly Father. That today we are aligning ourselves with you and your word. And we just thank you so much for your goodness and all the good that will flow. 
Jesus, we love you so much, so much. In your name we pray, amen.